Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name as always is Adam, and here are some of the news from this week. In Zelda news, our site's best Zelda game tournament ended with Twilight Princess beating out A Link to the Past by less than 1%. A speedrun world record has been set with the Any% category for Wind Waker. We have a plethora of new dates announced for the Symphony of Goddesses Master Quest Tour. And Yoshi's Woolly World just got a bit more enticing. You can unlock some amazing Zelda skins with your amiibo. In other gaming news, Splatoon released on Friday this week, and the early reviews came in with high praise, with our friend Gamnesia giving the game a final verdict of truly incredible. Very punny. Uh, this Friday also saw the release of several amiibo on RetailerAmazon.com with incredibly strange timed releases. Uh, the Witcher 3 has also released some free DLC this week, including some quests and a cosmetic upgrade for one of your characters. And remember those vague Arkham Knight pre-orders? Well, they finally got some more information as they get a uh, series of new skins for your Batman character, as well as, I think, a few new game modes. If you are interested, check out the link below. Anyway, uh, Sony finally acknowledged that their 2015 PS4 first-party lineup is sparse in a recent article released by IGN. Uh, Transformers uh, has finally announced that they are getting an origin film in the works. And there was more released footage from the set of the Suicide Squad showing the Batmobile chasing the Joker. So we know that Batman's in the film. Uh, thank you to all of those of you who sent us fan topics this week. Thank you to uh, Brandon for that opening theme as always. Uh, once again, my name is Adam and this week I'm joined by... I'm Jake and the second I'm finished recording this episode I'm going to go wait in line for Amiibo because I'm a masochist. You're a tool. I'm Jeff, and I'm back. Um, I'm probably going to do the same thing, and I'd just like to thank uh, my friend Jamie for letting me use his awesome microphone again. Uh, he doesn't know how much I appreciate it, or Adam, for that matter, <laughs> appreciates oh. it. So we're both tools. We're both tools, yes. But we're tools together. All right. We're tool box. To we're in a tool cast. shed. Tool shed. Okay. Cast. Meanwhile. All right. <laughs> and, and also... Uh, and I'm Nick Wozniak from Yacht Club Games, and after this... After this podcast, I'm not going to wait in line for Amiibos because I actually bought all of them. Have self-respect. Oh, God. (laughs) The total opposite. (laughs) I bought them ahead of time because I didn't want to wait in line. And also, I was afraid of not being able to get them. (laughs) Glad to have have you with us, Nick. Uh, This is the second time we've spoken. Like, uh, I I think we spoke about a year ago, just just after Shovel Knight got released. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And here we are a year later. Uh, talking to you just as uh, Plague of Shadows is about to come out. So uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, thank you to at least one of you who submitted a fan topic specifically for Shovel Knight. Um, if you have any of your own topics, theme songs, submissions, anything like that, please send those to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. That's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Um, so let's get into some of the topics from this week. Uh, let's start with one that's pretty casual. What have you guys been playing recently? Uh, recently, I've been playing Bloodborne, and uh, I playing it a lot. Rec- in the game came out a few months ago, but I've been playing it a lot now because I didn't mm-hmm. have time when it came out uh, because I was working on like three games at once. Right. But I didn't really expect to like the game as much as I did because I, I hear that the From Software games are as impossible as it gets, and uh, that doesn't sound terribly enticing. Mm-hmm. But it's actually incredible, and if anyone out there has a PS4, like seriously, play this game. It's amazing. And I just got Witcher, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I've All heard right. a lot of mixed things about Bloodborne. Uh, some, of the, yeah. some of my friends haven't like been as enticed with it as Dark Souls, um, but I'm I'm a huge Dark Souls fan, so I'm definitely looking forward to playing that as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. played it yet because I've been playing Monster Hunter like crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Monster Hunter Four. Yeah, yeah, Monster Hunter Four Ultimate. Um, I just hit G rank, 
I remember seeing you uh, tweet about it recently. About how yeah, you're, yeah. You're was, it. <laughs> we were we were doing our Mega May stream last night, um, mm-hmm. where we uh, during May we play a bunch of Mega May or Mega Man games. <laughs> And uh, during cute. it, I was just like, I was in a room trading cards with people, and it was a lot of fun. All right. I uh, I couldn't, I, I never really got into Monster Hunter, uh, the series. I played three because Jeff loaned me the game at one point, and something about it was just not very fulfilling. I heard they fixed a lot of the issues with four. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I, I don't know if I should really jump back into it at this point. It's, it's a little difficult. Yeah, there's like <laughs> a lot of crap you have to deal with <laughs> they're just mm-hmm. like everybody talks forever and mm-hmm. you kind of learn that like it doesn't matter what um, they say? so <laughs> yeah at all like they don't they they're, they're what they're saying is total and complete fluff and and they know it like it's it, the game is made as a like you know chop up monsters and, and use their parts to make armor um mm-hmm. and so like all the talking is sort of just like there if you want it but not necessarily there i think the thing that bothered me the most is the leveling up system is so strange in that game it just feels like it doesn't really feel that like progressive it just kind of it's like oh you leveled up it's like did i get any better it's like yeah kind of (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's all really confusing eventually um like once you get into it and once you're killing monsters Mm -hmm. the cycle is really nice and really satisfying and you're constantly growing and you're thinking about how to like really make your, your if you want to you can min max your your armor set to work the way your right. style is, and like there's so many different weapons, they all have considerably different play styles. Um, like it's 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 a lot of fun, right? I think anyway. Uh, Jeff, what did uh, you? Yeah, and yeah, uh, I was gonna say um, those who listened to a couple of podcasts back probably noted that or might remember that I've been playing a link to the past. Um, I'm Ooh. still playing it. I've been making very slow progress, um, but I am. I finally still... got the second pendant. <laughs> I finally got the second pendant. No, I'm in the dark world, and I'm like halfway through that. Um, right. So I'm making it through Link to the Past. I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. it. I've also been playing um, uh, Super Smash Bros. But that's a usual thing. Yeah, of course. Like, like I don't even include it because I play yeah, every day. It, like, it's just an assumption. It's, it's an like assumption. A, it's a normal human function for me, like breathing and sleeping. Yeah, you wake like, up, play Smash, <laughs> brush your teeth. I honestly normal. like play Smash 3D like almost all the time because I'm trying to 100% it. And I actually found out something recently that made me really annoyed. Uh, you know the the equipment items that you can like. Um, yeah. That you can put onto your character. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they're they're randomly generated. Mm-hmm. There's oh. not a finite number of them, and I was trying to get them all, and it was like a ridiculous fool's errand. Yeah, and, like, Sorry, Jake. I found that out, and I was like, "Oh, good." I can all I can also imagine you doing the same thing in, like Borderlands, just like <laughs> trying to get all the weapons. There are yeah. literally a billion guns. And yeah, but I've been playing random. those, and uh, I also recently I actually got the game Stretch Mo for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually it's a pretty fun puzzle game. It's kind of cute, uh, but it's a fun game. Uh, it's just one that's easy to pick up and play on the 3DS every once in a while. And uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Uh, I'm still playing that because I'm 60 hours in and probably a little more than halfway through. Oh, okay. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Also, I've been playing Donkey Kong 64. Random thought, but that's also what I've also been playing. I'm very not sorry. It does not hold up. That? Does yeah. not hold up. Mm-hmm. I think we talked it was about a, that before. Yeah, it wasn't on the show, though. Like, Rare, oh, okay. Rare was definitely, like, they were amazing they made a million amazing games in the 90s. Donkey Kong 64 was not one of them. It was kind of okay, and it kind of aged poorly. But then again, most 64 games tend to age poorly. Like, um, because it, it does this thing a lot where it, it makes you precision platform a lot, but the camera does not want to be your friend at all. It was a new time. It was trying to figure things out, and, you know, you have to kind of give it credit for that, that it was it did what it did with 
the new technology. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, the I, fact I, I, that I don't Donkey like Kong Country on, precedes know, it. Emerging steps, but you know, it, it mm-hmm. does not age as well as some of their other games. Right, right. I've recently been playing a lot of roguelikes. Uh, I played Rogue Legacy uh, all day today, and all yesterday, and part of today, I've been playing Risk of Rain, which is super hard. Because uh, the thing about it is, is that that kind of makes me uneasy. Is that as you play it, it slowly gets harder, like on a timer-based thing as opposed to you know progression. So you can't really sit and like you know get better or like grind and stuff because it will punish you for that. I hate that. I wish I could turn it off. Uh, but it's still a fun game. It's very satisfying. And, I mean, despite the, the difficulty unlock things, when you do, you feel really accomplished. So I, I have been enjoying it. Hard to set up the multiplayer, though. It's based on, like, a really old way of, you know, you do the IPs as opposed to actually having a dedicated, like, multiplayer server set up. It's kind of annoying. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that's what I've been up to. So, uh, speaking of... I hope I hope you don't mind, Adam, I segue into one of these. But speaking of Smash, which we were a second ago, mm-hmm. Nick... I have heard and I've seen the tweets and the Twitters, and I, I hear Yacht Club is actually quite interested in including Shovel Knight into Smash Brothers. Yeah. What are what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that it'll be likely? Yeah. Do you think it'd be likely that Nintendo would put uh, Shovel Knight in Smash Four? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea how seriously um, the development team for Smash is taking that poll. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of seems like that poll was put out there to like gauge fan interest and kind of see mm-hmm. what's going on. Of course. Not necessarily to yeah. say like. It, it's not a the, winner. The thing. be all end all. Otherwise, Shrek and Goku would be in. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a sad day. Yeah. I can just imagine Sakurai sadly like making Shrek while Smash Mouth <laughs> is playing, and he's just crying and like looking at a poster of Dark Pit, clutching his heart. <laughs> Apologizing. I'm sorry, Dark Pit. <laughs> oh, he's like, please understand, Dark Pit. <laughs> please understand. Um. Yeah, I mean, having Shovel Knight in Smash would mm-hmm. be just like I—I I, I would cry. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the How... like I remember seeing a tweet forever ago from the voice actor of Shulk, and I imagine this must be a similar feeling where he said it was right after the reveal trailer for Shulk, and he tweeted saying it is an extreme honor to be able to know that a character that I've had a hand in creating, like it gets to stand, uh, gets to stand next to the likes of Link and Mario, like. It must really be incredible. Like, honestly, hats off to you because you guys are in a position where that's a that could actually happen. I mean, like, you guys were the best indie game of 2014, possibly one of the best platformers ever made, in my opinion. Oh, I think wow. yeah. you guys made one of the most polished <laughs> games I've seen in a really long time. Um, you, you, Shovel Knight was made to kind of bring an homage to those older sort of games, yeah. and it did that and so much more. It became it. It was in its own way iconic, and that's impressive. <sighs> To be able wow, to, to both, you know, call back to the sort of things, but also define your own path. Um, no, no, thank you. Needed to say, uh, it's it's <laughs> what you guys deserve, I think, uh, for your <laughs> game. Uh, but let's say they put him in the game. There's two things I want to know. How would you want him to play? And would he be a 3D character, or would he be in his pixelated form, more like uh, um, uh, Game and Watch? Game and Watch, yeah, kind of like Game and Watch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think both could be cool. I I think I would prefer though. Um, like the treatment they did with Mega Man is really awesome. Like Smashified, the way they did oh, it on there. Like his, yeah. his, no, his movements. You're talking about like how he still moves, like he's it's in everything. The, like, like his model like looks awesome. His eyes look really perfect. Like his movement is really spot on to the sprite, and mm-hmm. he, like he snaps to poses really. I love, I love his jump. It's so, it's just like it's so nice. 
his running shoot. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at that run and shoot animation in any other angle, it looks so stupid, but it works perfectly for the camera, and, like, that's mm-hmm. on purpose, you know? Yeah, it's made to um, fit. I mean, I it's it. it's funny, because I watched uh, some footage of Mighty Number no. 9 a few days ago, and it's supposed to be the same sort of thing, but it's very, like, somehow Sakurai and his team were able to do Mega Man so much more justice in how they transferred it over to that to that 3D uh, model, as opposed to the pixelated Whereas in Mighty Number no. Nine, it's closer in in form, but it kind of feels weird. Yeah, and I think they're also trying their own thing. They're not trying to. Of course, of course. They're not trying to establish it or uh, associate it with the with a sprite or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would love Shovel Knight to be like a three D, like the same way that that Mega Man is, and right. uh, you know, kind of look more like the illustrations than the sprite. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as how he would play, I don't know. I, I play as Ganon. Um, oh, nice. Main, and I also play as uh, Ike and stuff, but. Um, I I don't I don't think that Mega that that uh, Shovel Knight would work as a Ganon clone or anything like that. Right. I think he would be closest to like a Toon Link, where he's really fast and uh, can put out damage really quickly, but maybe um, is light and gets hit pretty far because he's kind of a short guy, you know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. I, it's fun fantasizing yeah, I... about all that. Uh, one thing that I wanted, uh, a couple things that I wanted to know about that, and I'll, uh, I, I think Jake wants to say something too. Um, but there, um, two things. One, have you seen Smashified, like the Smashified uh, video? Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They look great. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And two, um, since I know uh, you mentioned when we spoke to you last that um, a good number of the folks from um, Yacht Club Games uh, were from Way Forward. And way forward is trying to get Shantae in Smash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what do you think about that? Like Shantae versus like Shovel Knight in terms of like applicability to that applicability kind of game? To, to the game? Um, I don't know. I yeah. think I think both could work as a character. I, I Smash Smash Brothers is just a way to like showcase the Nintendo's premier characters, right? So I think both could work. Um, they would just be, you know, I think they would have different play styles. You know, Shovel Knight has the arsenal, and he has. Um, his pogo jumping and Shantae has a bunch of magic powers and she has the right. close range whip and mm-hmm. she can transform yeah. to animals. Like I think both would be really cool contenders. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I personally, my vote would be for Shovel Knight though, just because, yeah. and this is something I wanted to comment on earlier with you specifically is I've been seeing a lot of indie devs trying to, um, you know, go on Twitter and say, Hey, vote for our character. Like, uh, team meat actually wants me boy. And I'm, I'm sure you may have heard. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is about that is while these are great games and great characters, I feel like at some level the the creators or the game itself has to have somewhat of a covenant with Nintendo. Like, And yeah. you guys with Shovel Knight being a massive inspiration from old school Nintendo, you guys were exclusive to Nintendo platforms for about a year. Like, I would much rather, yeah, not I would only, much rather have Shovel Knight in there to, like, keep Not the, only that, he has such a such a unique style to the way he would play that, that he plays in his own game. And the, the game itself, Smash 4, is definitely arguably a homage to a the retro era and who better than the man himself who is the homage to the retro era shovel knight yeah he's he dude he basically is like a nintendo character i mean yeah the, oh, you, know, he, you got mario you got shovel is, knight link pit he's think, in there like <laughs> i think that a lot of i think um i was talking to someone the other day about how when you look at these sort of characters shovel knight and you guys did it right this was obviously not intentional but by making your character uh, 8-bit and starting with that older style, you kind of did what a lot of these older games did, which is to solidify the the, the icon uh, of Shovel Knight, which is that 
you know, they, you gave the players this amazing world, you gave them a cool character, uh, but you left enough to their imagination while giving them a perfect story with a lot of memorable characters yeah. that they can now take run wild with that, that, that idea of the character and uh, be interested in seeing more and more sequels and things like that. Actually, I was going to ask, are, are we getting, you know, Shovel Knight 16-bit and 32 sequels? Or, like, do you have any <laughs> other adventures in mind for the, the uh, Digging uh, Hero? I wish. Yeah, we have we have a lot of adventures in mind. I don't know if, uh, like, okay, going to 16-bit and 32-bit, it adds a lot to the production schedule and making it actually happen. Right. But I don't think it would, like, I, I would still want the gameplay for Shovel Knight to be sort of centered around um, the same core mechanics, you know? Of course, or that's, that's least, how you do uh, things. <laughs> maybe not think. the same mechanics, but, like, a, a set of sort of core mechanics. And I yeah. think making it 16-bit wouldn't add too much to the mix. I think I would rather, if yeah. jump a whole new game, I, I either do ask... an 8-bit sequel or, like, do a like a Shovel Knight 64 that's, like, in 3D, because that would add a lot to the mix, and that would right. be a lot, a lot of... Uh, I don't know. There'd yeah. be a lot of fun challenges to take take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask, though, like, because one one thing about the uh, the Shovel Knight game itself is that you take inspiration from things like Castlevania, Mega Man, uh, Ducktales. Would if you were to do a 16-bit game, would you have this sort of sensibility in mind, where like, oh, I, we want to borrow from Super Mario World. We want to take ideas from. You see what I mean? Like, would you follow 16-bit tropes and ideas and like put that into the next game? Like, I think to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, it's it's less of a conscious. Like let's copy these three games, and more of a like let's do a game that would exist in that, at that world at that time, yeah. Um, yeah. With still learning the the experiences of the past, you know that's what we did with Shovel Knight. And I think if we did a Super Nintendo or like a, I think it would close to be closer to like a 32 bit, like a Game Boy Advance sprite or like a, even mm-hmm. a PlayStation One sprite game. Um, uh-huh. It would have like you know big scaling bosses and maybe like a Mode Seven section and. And maybe uh, oh, that'd be um, so cool. <laughs> like you know oh, the, I can... bosses that are made up of pieces of other things, um, you know the modular bosses like that. That kind of stuff is like right. really iconic to that era and like really fun and, and would be interesting to do. Um, and we've done games like that in the past. You know, we at way forward. I worked on a game, um, a couple of games, and one of them was was Thor for the the, yeah. the, the movie um, tie-in game. And and like that's. It's a tie-in game, and yeah, it's, it's it's not like the best, but it was like a lot of fun to work on, and we put a lot of like our our touches into it of what a you know we grew up playing SNES and Sega and stuff, and so mm-hmm. it has a, a lot of bosses like that that are big and rotating pieces and pallet cycling lava effects, and mm-hmm. but also like you know big giant areas, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to to work nice. on a game like that. I think it'd be fun to do that again. Right. I mean, we. It kind of uh, makes me think of. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Um, the when you said like these big scaling bosses or um big boss fights, kind of, I immediately think of Shadow of the Colossus, and that's partially yeah. because uh played through with a friend recently. Uh, but I can totally see like Shovel Knight like either digging into these bosses literally, and, like climbing through or something. Have like at that. you, giant uh, beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like with yeah, the shovel above no, head so cool. doing his little charge. Yeah, I think like oh, yeah. being inside of a boss or inside of a <laughs> he's just is, digging like, from the inside out. It's a super <laughs> rad thing that, that a lot of games do. Like the meat level, right? Like it's it's a thing that that exists. Like Splunky has one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'd be fun to do a meat level. I've, I've actually brought that up in the, in the past uh, mm-hmm. when we talk about internally Shovel Knight Two or what, whatever the next game will be. Like I, I keep saying, like I want to do a meat level really bad. <laughs> <laughs> just want to do well. You are a man of meat, I think. So, so I think it makes sense. Um, but like, I I kind of mentioned it just briefly. 
Um, but like, uh, I, I always imagine Shovel Knight whenever I see him to have this kind of like tally ho and let's venture onward, comrades. Just like that sort of like knightly sort of voice. What is like if if no, I mean with sequels and things like that, or like putting him in Smash, he would obviously have some voice to him. Um, how in not, your mind? You wouldn't does, necessarily have to have one, but I not necessarily. Yeah, there are some characters could, that are really quiet. He could have like some like voice effects. I mean, at least like cries and things like that. Like, uh, what in your mind does Shovel Knight sound like, or like who would you want? Like, how would you want him to sound if he ever got like a voice actor or something like that? You know. <laughs> well, we've actually joked in the past like what it would be, um, and the name Norm Macdonald has come up <laughs> and it's like a very bizarre choice but I think would be perfect because it's, it's oh sort of like God. completely defying expectations. Who is um, Norm Macdonald? Oh my! <laughs> Norm Macdonald. Oh, the, the guy who... Nick, do your best impression of Norm Macdonald. Hey, show him that. What's going on? I, yeah, Norm Macdonald would be great. <laughs> For um, those of you who may have seen the Doctor do a little movie with uh, Eddie Murphy, he was the dog. <laughs> oh my god! At first, I made the I, I confused Norm Macdonald and Michael Macdonald, who are two very different people. And Norm is even better. Norm is the one who's always <laughs> chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. Michael Macdonald does that. You, you know that guy, right? Oh yeah. Who like sings and he yeah. like stretches everything. Yeah. Very strange voices. <laughs> yeah, no. It would be yeah more deadpan, <laughs> chewing gum. He's the, you know he's that turd Ferguson character and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's also. You guys should see that roast. He, I, forget, I forget who the roast was for, but like he just made a ton of jokes that just weren't jokes and weren't funny, and everybody was laughing the whole time. Because <laughs> he was just talking. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, but, or they were like really like kitty and, and simple jokes. They were like, mm-hmm. you, you know, like why does this like it, like they were just bad setups and not really great payouts, and it was just bad. Kind of want great. everything to be. Can we like petition for for like Norm Macdonald to be the voice? Like, can we just, go to change.org? Just like <laughs> no, it's it's gonna be surprise extra Kickstarter goal. Just just kidding, we're not Actually, done, guys. We, I should just ask the guy who runs Project M, be like, can you just get Norm Macdonald to do a bunch of like Smash voices? We're just like figure out something to do there. Like, he should be the new announcer. I fight for my friends. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, but I was uh, I was thinking. Uh, Kind of like how you brought up how Mega Man moves and how you'd like to see uh, Shovel Knight potentially adapted like that. I mean, Mega Man doesn't have noises. The noises come from the perfect little adaptations of the noises yeah, that were yeah. from his games. So like the right. pew 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 of his of his um of his blaster. Like I could yeah, all those I could see uh, Shovel Knight. You know, you hear the shoveling sound. You hear the sound when he fires off like his fire rod. You hear the sound uh, when he like lifts his shovel into the air when he does his taunt or something like that. Like that's mm-hmm. what I envision, and that'd right. be fun. I so that could totally work. I could see that working. If I if I could ask, if and I, I know this is all speculation because you probably haven't even been contacted by Nintendo in any way, shape, or form about this yet. Uh, but if if he was in the game, like what were what would some like moves be? Like what what do you imagine his final smash would be? And also, mm-hmm. would his like helmet hole glow yellow? Like because their eyes are always supposed to be yellow. Like how would that work? <laughs> it would just be a T, a yellow T, where the yeah. you know where the helmet hole is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would probably be it. Um, I don't know. Man, it's Final Smash. Um, 
I think we've had we had some ideas on our part. I could see I could see she I okay I love Shield Knight. Shield Knight was cool almost as much as I love Shovel Knight. So I could see Shield Knight coming in and like the two of them just uh, just attacking these enemies, kind of like Robin's Final Smash brings in Crom. Or what about uh okay? I mean, how he kind of digs up like entire areas. What if he digs up the stage and causes like an earthquake, (laughs) some kind, just like something like that? I mean, that'd be cool. Just a bunch of like dirt blocks fall in. Yeah, like an actual. I mean, the this one of the songs in the game is literally called "Strike." the earth so oh lightning what if there's just lightning that'd be cool <laughs> i don't know lightning by the way because... strike the earth I'm, I'm sorry is that the name of the song that's from, one, like, of one of my favorite songs levels? yeah amazing song and like i heard this um do you happen to know who dj cutman is dj cutman he, does an amazing remix he did an amazing remix of it i'm sure you probably have heard it but actually yeah, in our great. in the dude make that our ending credits that was time. actually no, it's wait, funny no, you mentioned that. that because actually when we first talked to nick a year ago for another site me and jeff we did a we met him at Supercon, and we we had a, a relationship with DJ Cutman at the time through the site we used to work for. That uh, we used that as our ending theme because it had just come out. Oh, uh, that's awesome! The, the remix it was it was pretty cool. Um, but let's get into some fan topics if you guys don't mind. Sure, um, I mind a lot. You should actually use the Space Jam and uh, Strike the Earth compilation called Slam the Earth. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I already said that we're going to use can... Jeesh, but I guess... I'm sorry, Jeesh. It's not happening this week. <laughs> uh, next week. Well, it's fine. You can, can you still put a put a link to Jeesh I just c- because we love Jeesh? Yeah, definitely. Or we could uh, we could use both. We could put it at, at the very, very end. Why don't you Jeesh? play both of them be a at musical. the same time? Along, play Space Jam, <laughs> the DJ Cutman song, and Jeesh all at the same time. This is what that would sound and like. And an audio clip of me laughing. This is This is what that would sound like. Yeah, it's terrible. Thanks, Post Adam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was symphonic. It was honestly the reason why music is made. I'm pretty. I'm really sorry. That was really painful. I think I vomited in my ears. Dude, I want that to be my ringtone for every time you call me. It's a compilation of those three songs. <laughs> just madness. Once. You're in the middle of class and your teacher's like, "What is that ungodly noise?" And it's like, "It's my friend." <laughs> uh, speaking of ungodly noises, we need to talk about Splatoon soon. But first, let's get to. Uh, yeah. I have some thoughts on. Splatoon. No, we got the, we got these fan let's, topics, let's and get I like a fan our fan topics. topics. Uh, first, let's get into one that has to do with uh, one of my theories. Um, uh, dear podcast, I was listening to episode 33 where you guys discussed the hero spirit and it got me thinking. Do you think maybe the spirit of the hero causes its descendants to be mute? The hero shade speaks to Link. Do you think this is because the spirit of the hero has moved on to a new person? Jacob from Kansas. Thank you so much, Jacob from Kansas. Because Jacob from Kansas. That imme- You're giving Jacob from Texas a run for his money now. Because this immediately made me think that Wind Waker Link is one of the first ones that has like actual like voice. Dialogue. And he doesn't have the hero spirit. Come on. At all. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. He actually speaks. He's like the first Link to actually say words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to have, uh, would you like me to reiterate for you, Nick, what my theory was? Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, so basically, I had this idea that uh, at the end of Ocarina of Time, when Zelda sends Link back to his childhood to be able to relive his life and tell warn people about Ganondorf being evil, um, the hero shade stays behind, or the hero spirit stays behind, which is why, yes, which is why in uh, Twilight Princess, you get hero shade as opposed to the hero spirit, who speaks to the uh, original Link, or I mean to the Twilight Princess Link, um, and it's why his spirit doesn't move on, uh, it's why the only it's the only game that has a hero shade, um, as opposed to other things, and it's why um, the Wind Waker Link 
eventually earns the Triforce. Like, when he earns the Triforce, he reunites with the spirit. It's how he, he kind of gets chosen to be the the reincarnation of the spirit as opposed right. to being uh, born in that rule. So, just something interesting that I thought of. Okay. Uh, definitely some questionable logic behind it, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> as is any theory. I, uh, doesn't the spirit talk to him? Like, you have conversations with that guy. Uh, yeah, during which wouldn't make sense if he's also you. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't. I kind of feel like it's from, uh, okay, I assume. And also, uh, at I least one, one other thing person. Oh, go ahead. just the, go ahead. Uh, in Majora's Mask, how a lot of it is based on being lost and not, like, uh, not having uh, Navi with you, not having your horse, not having any of your items that you usually are, have with you. Uh, what if you're also missing part of your soul? Like, wouldn't that, you know, just tie into the game perfectly? So, I don't know. Anyway, Jeff, you were saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, uh, how Nick was talking about sort of the spirit talking to himself or, like, his other half. It's more like the physical half. Um, I assume that at least one person in this podcast, besides for myself, uh, is familiar with, like, Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes me think of like in in that series they also have a character who has like this reincarnated spirit but is also an individual. Yeah. So it, I don't know. It kind of makes me think of uh, that that might be what they're going for. Uh, but I could also cop out and go like I fully agree with the people who say Link actually does talk and he's not mute. But I mean I I know he something. doesn't. I know he doesn't. I mean he he talks. He's not he's not technically mute. But I guess I don't know. Maybe the hero spirit. All the time, yeah. In in the game, you see that he talks. You don't just you don't hear him. Yeah, like, he dialogue options that clearly yield responses. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one perfect example in Ocarina. Uh, if Zelda asks you, "Can you keep this a secret?" and you can say no, and she'll be like, "You know, it's that's not actually that funny." And like, <laughs> so you clearly have talked to her, and you know, like she responded to something you Link said. In the past, you have a lot of dialogue options. Are they ever more than yes or no? No, it's really just yes or no, and usually no means is like. I'm sorry. I think you meant yes. I mean, Skyward yeah, Sword had that. <laughs> no always means you're going to have to loop through again and say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one picture of the owl. It's like, do you not want me to not uh, re-not say what I just said again? Not? And it's like, like, just, just like looking at it. <laughs> like a yeah, face like looking sh- at the options. <laughs> so many negatives that he's just like, I lost track of it. Um, like, no, there's a guy like that in Dark Souls, actually. The first one, he like, he, and that's a game where if you mess up a dialogue tree, you just never see that character again. Oh and no! He's the guy that teaches you how to use fire, and if you mess up how to talk to him, he just leaves, and you don't get to see him again. <laughs> it's like it's a really important game mechanic. I, I don't... You know, I imagine the guys at From Software must really love their job. Like they must really love that they're they from really Software hate and people. they just love to screw with people. I'm like, pretty... there's this character who appears in all the, the From Software games called Patches, um, and he was in Bloodborne also, and he was, like, a spider uh, in it. And, like, my friend actually gave me this idea where he's, like, he thinks Patches is kind of like a stand-in from the From Software team, because all that character does is troll you. Oh, That's no. all he does. He waited, like, in Bloodborne, he waits for you at a cliffside, and he, there's, like, a treasure. He jumps off a cliff and throws you into a poisonous river. That's horrible. Like, and then he asks, like, hey, dude, are we cool? And you're supposed to say, yeah, we're cool, and he'll give you this really great item. And, like, the idea is that he's just a stand-in because the, the developers want you to have, like, a good spirit about things. <laughs> Despite how, just how douchey they are to you. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, uh, to, make, to, to wrap it up, I guess, 
Uh, I don't think that's the case, but if we were going in the assumption that the reincarnations are mute to some extent or are limited in the way they can speak, I think this kind of goes for it. I thought it was a really cool thing. I was really excited when I read this because I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was really neat. I never really considered that aspect, so thank you, Jacob. Uh, yeah, and uh, to, to, to give that uh, some... Like, it's a uh, moment in the spotlight. In, in closure... Um, I think there's something to be said for the spirit being able to have the freedom to speak. So what he's talking about of having that like spirit, that spirit that's separate or that spirit that's like usually associated with a strong sense of will like Link is because, you know, Triforce of Courage, he just, if, if nothing else, he has his will to keep going. Um, I think there's something there to be said for his ability to speak, to ability to express himself. Mm -hmm. So that, that's my two cents there. Thanks for the sense. Welcome. We can buy a gumball. I don't think you can. Wasn't I remember when I was a kid? It was like ten cents for like one of those like bazooka gums, like little things, just like a just like a piece of bazooka gum. Only hey me. Guys. Anyway. Um, yeah, only you. Sorry. Guys, may I ask a quick question before we get into the next topic? You may not. Okay. You what's, can. What's your question? <laughs> what do you guys okay so at time of recording well it's actually friday at midnight right now so the mm-hmm. game is actually oh i don't know if they didn't even release this but yep splatoon, you know you can play it now yeah uh at the time of what? this recording splatoon has just released a few minutes ago so yeah like 13 minutes ago well, actually so, no. well at the time of yep. this recording but by the time you hear this uh you'll be you've been happily playing splatoon for a day and a half now or probably. you've heard about people playing splatoon uh the game got really good reviews it got a uh, 81 but before it even was released uh, and I think a lot of, I mean, like, like, our, our friend Colin over at Gamnesia said, uh, it's incredible. I think he discluded the Amiibo functionality and the online options from his review. Uh, most people are discluding the online functions just because we we're not sure what really Nintendo. don't know, uh, what Nintendo's going to be, how, did, how it's going to run. I mean, the global test fire didn't work the second time or the third time, the third time, uh, it didn't work the third time. It worked didn't work well the first and second time. I, uh, it didn't work for like an hour and everybody was panicking and then Nintendo oh, no. extended it and it made it work. Um, a lot of people have been very negative about this. Because uh, I think the... they're just annoyed that they're making them do, what is this? Like they're making them run through the, the wheels of this sort of thing. They're making them do all the extra work of well, like being on at a specific time and stuff. But it's like, it's <laughs> to try and make sure that they're giving you the best experience. They're kind of being like, hey, we could really use your help on this to make sure that we can push our servers as much as we can. Right. And to be fair... Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have been calling out, like, uh, you said 81, which is, which is definitely, which is a good score. It's 8 um, out of 10. A lot of, 8 out of 10, yeah. A lot of the criticisms have come from people who don't like the fact that it's missing a lot of content. Yeah. That there's good stuff at the core, but, yeah, uh, beyond no the, beyond the turf wars, mm-hmm. uh, beyond the single player campaign, which is relatively short, um, there's not the full modes. Now Nintendo is going to release, like, a huge patch in August with more modes more weapons, more stages, and it's going to be... Uh, I, I have no doubts that when Splatoon gets uh, that update in August, it's going to be the full game, and a lot of people who are kind of dissatisfied right now will be really happy about it. Uh, but but yeah. I think... But uh, for the time we were just being, talking about I still think it's... Yeah, I still think it's uh, great as it is. Yeah. If I, if mm-hmm. I may share some of my uh, preliminary... And I... Uh, like the, Things this... that almost made me not want to play the game. I was messaging Jeff about this last night. Okay, like I was going to ask you like, if it was the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there are a few things about the game that kind of make me 
not so keen on it, especially when I saw it at E3 last year, because like everyone loves it and it, you know, it's great and it's very unique. But there were three things about the game that kind of turned me off from it just like early. And I get that they're petty things, but like one, I'm afraid of squids. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Well, I don't know if you guys have heard the theme song for Splatoon is really, really, really bad. It is obnoxious. It is very like kooky. And are we talking very, about the like, one that sounds like Jet Set Radio Future, or are we talking about the one from the commercials in America that is god awful? Uh, it might be. I, I honestly. It, don't by the way, know. I'm I'll... really sorry if anyone's seen the American commercials for Splatoon because it's just a song about how we're playing Splatoon, and it is. It makes me scream just a it's, little bit. It's like Phil, like with this like discordant okay? kookiness that like it, it actually like makes me blush when I hear it. Like you know, like when you're a kid and like some yeah. embarrassing commercial comes on or, and Mom, you just like turn off the TV. Yeah, you don't want people to see you seeing this thing. Like that's kind of what the song makes me feel. You don't like. want to be associated know. with it. I don't want to be associated with the theme song of Splatoon. Uh, Jake, once you're done with, uh, not not to rush or anything, I want you to finish. Um, but once you're once you're finished with like the the things that kind of annoy you about like the childlike nature of it, I want to bring up this interview that I read about today um, with this 10-year-old girl about how, what she thought of Splatoon. It was really, it was really neat. It's pretty really, lame. Pretty lame. <laughs> it was she really like, dumb. I didn't care for it. Then she, she took off on a skateboard with <laughs> double middle fingers at the interviewee, interviewer. Well, the interviewee was her dad, so. All right. Well, the other two things really quickly, because I, I know Jeff wants to get into the interview. The other two very quick things that, that bothered me. Uh, the idol poses for the characters mm-hmm. make me really uncomfortable. Like, I don't dance? like the way they... I don't like the way they swivel their hips. Oh. Something just, it doesn't seem right. I don't like it. I don't like the internet response <laughs> to the squid characters. Uh, I didn't I was, either, and that brings me to my third point. I was talking to uh, <laughs> a friend, uh, Kazuchi, we've had on uh, previously. She created a game called Electronic Superjoy. Uh, um, oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, I was telling her about, like, people already have squid sonas and stuff like that. Like, they have their own, like, <laughs> personal yeah. character. And I'm like, why? How? See, like... And not to mention, like, the whole notion of, like, I don't know, Adam, you may have to censor this, but the whole notion of, like, young teenage girls shooting each other with copious amounts of ink makes me feel really uncomfortable. Oh, I already, I already, uh, I already, I mean, the word, let me just leave you with this. The phrase inking is going to get really gross after, like, two days. I'm sorry, don't look up that, like, look up that in a few days. I hate how old and jaded I am to the point where, like, I saw this and I was like, oh my god. Like, something else that really bothered me They're kids, though. It's weird. It's it's weird. They're kids. You know Ukulele, right? Yeah. The new new game that's coming out, and it's amazing. I don't know why nope, I did never this. Heard of it. I don't know why I did this, but I and I never go on 4chan. <laughs> but I, I went on good. 4chan to like see how V was handling it, like what their thoughts were, because you know they're they hate everything, so maybe they like this. If you're under 18, and don't go on V. They were immediately just don't go on the, V. They were uh, don't yeah seriously don't go on V ever like don't there's just the gross fan art and I hated it like. The game, first of all, the game was only announced for that day, and they already had fan art by that night, so yep. that was awesome. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm the, getting old. The internet kind of floods. Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're talking about, Jake. Um, and it's a little weird, but, you know, it's paintball, so I, I guess it'll be pretty innocent in the eyes of kids. Um, but back to what I was talking about with the interview that I saw, it was this uh, guy who's a journalist interviewing his daughter who had also gotten to play like the review copy he had of Splatoon. And he was uh-huh. talking to her about what she thought about like her first experience with an online shooter, uh, because that was her first that he let her play because he doesn't want her playing like Call of Duty and stuff. Of course. And she had a really interesting perspective in that, you know, she enjoyed it. Um, she thinks it's, she knows that it's very different, 
But the most interesting thing, and uh, I think uh, Go Nintendo, they tweeted about this, and it, their tweet got so much attention just because of how perfect it was. The girl uh, said that she likes it a lot, but she don't. She doesn't think the kids at her school would like it because they think that it's a game for kids. Yeah, it's it's the the stigma. Her it's fellow so- ten year olds think mm-hmm. it's that it's Nintendo, and it, know that it's Nintendo, and that they think it's a it's a game that's for kids and it's too young for them. Yeah, they they feel like it's kind of like lame to like these sort of things. Yeah. Um and I think that, you know, these sort of things tend to happen. These like there's a there's definitely for kids at least there's a, there's a social stigma. If some your friends like it, then you have to like it. If your friends don't like it, you can't like it. Um but I know that yeah. Nick is a very busy person. Uh he stepped away from doing stuff just to be able to be on here. So we're going to try to like speed through some other yeah. things before he has to go. Uh, so we're going to switch focus back to uh, Shovel Knight, if you guys don't mind. I promise no, we'll totally. get back to Slip no, no, and everything after uh, that. But uh, Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem no, at I'm all. I'm super excited. Uh, we have a fan topic that I'd love to get into that has to do exactly with this, about being a little bit nervous about getting into games. Um, hey, guys. I just wanted to start off by saying that I love the show. Oh, we love you, too. It's one of my thanks, favorite guy. podcasts. Anyway, I had some questions about Shovel Knight for this week's episode. I have heard very, very good things about Shovel Knight, mostly about the lines of uh, NES nostalgia done right. As someone who did not grow up during the 2D era of games, would I enjoy Shovel Knight? Does yes. it feel like a game that was made today, oh or more God, of a game yes. that was made 20 Adam, or 30 years just, ago? Yes. Thanks, Adam, Haley, also from Texas. Adam, can I answer this? I want to answer this so bad. I'm pretty sure everyone wants to. I want to answer it more! Yeah, but Jake, I'm younger than you, so I have like, okay, more fine. to. Like, I'm just saying. Okay. Like, by like two years. <laughs> we're just, we're just like, like nothing. Super, we just want to jump we're not even letting Nick answer. And he's, it's his game. He created Shovel Knight. Go away. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to point it out there. I'm 19. I did not grow up with these kind of games. So I got Shovel Knight. And let me tell you, I bought it and expected, you know, I'm going to enjoy this. I didn't just enjoy it. I played it just straight through. I enjoyed it so much that when it was over, I took a pic. I've never taken a picture of an end game screen <laughs> because I've been happy about the experience I, I went through to get me. there. I did call you. <laughs> I called. I never get that excited about finishing a game. And it was just, I How was late so was happy it? to I'm have gone I'm pretty sure it was it. late at night. I'm pretty sure I woke it, up to your I phone I don't know. Call. It, it might have been. But <laughs> bottom line was, I did not grow up with these at all. I mean, I had some Game Boy stuff, um, like mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance readaptations of older SNES games. But I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed the challenge. I personally went uh, for the checkpointless achievement, and that was part of the reason why I was really excited that I finished it. And I, I actually was able to do it, and it was frustrating, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And wow. bottom line was, as soon as I finished that game, I was satisfied. I was like, this was beyond my expectations. It lives up to the hype, and I can't wait to show this to other to other people, watch them yeah, enjoy I, it, I, and then play it, it myself. You. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. May yeah. I chime in on this answer? Yeah, yes. of course. Okay. Uh, I may be underqualified to answer this, especially because the, the freaking creator of the game is, like, right next to us. But uh, um, I would have to say that for as much as it does seem to borrow and, you know, honor a lot of, like, a lot of older traditions from, from games, it doesn't explicitly, it doesn't exclusively do that. Like, you see a lot of modern influence in it, too. Like, for example, it's very Dark Souls-esque with both its uh, its difficulty level, the fact that it's hard but exceptionally fair, and the fact that like even even little stuff, you know, like uh, like dying in, 
the way the way currency works. Like if you die, you have a chance to get that back. You do see like a lot of modern and deep influences that that like flow through the veins it's of the a, game too. It's, it's a game like, with a two D style, but with a modern sensibility. It it honestly it it's the kind of game where it, it's a disservice to say that it just borrows from the old the old and gold days. Oh, yeah. because it borrows from a lot of great stuff, and it, it makes it honors a lot of great stuff. And honestly, I think I just just saying that it borrows it, it itself doesn't do enough credit because it stands on its own, and that's the thing that like I'm sorry I'm gushing about this game, but I really like it. It's probably my favorite indie game. Like it truly does like stand on its own as a fine game. It's not just like you know. The Captain Planet, if you will. It is... Anybody understand that reference? Or No, I understand your I mean, I watched a lot of Captain Planet as a kid. I don't understand what you mean. Because, you know, fire, wind... Oh, yes, they all, like, like, the combined yeah. things, yeah. By your powers combined, yeah. I am Mega Man. Wait, is that the wrong... I, no, I it's th- not just a Captain Planet. It, it is, like, its own solid, amazing right. product. Oh, okay, I get what you mean. It's not just yeah, combining yeah. the other aspects of the game. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I f-ed your. P-ed. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to censor that. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess to to speak to that, like we um, intentionally tried to make it so that the game is not just any NES game. Like we love NES games, and we think that there's a lot to be learned from that era, and that's what we brought. We didn't bring everything just to make it an NES game. You know, we 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 tried to make it a game that. Um, is centered around one core mechanic and then builds out from there. The difficulty comes from level situations, not arbitrary rules that are introduced to you. Um, it's it's fair. Uh, we try to make sure that there's no random deaths that just you can't mm-hmm. avoid and that like we did a bad job with level design and, and guiding you towards that death. Like we tried to make sure that was never the case. Like we didn't hide any secrets and pits. Um, you know everything is. What we tried to do was make sure that it's not Nintendo hard, you know that that it's yeah. it's something that's difficult, but yeah, like treats the player like an intelligent person. Like yeah, and they, I they learn learn what they need to do. And except for when you like troll, like remember that one room where there's like chandeliers that take you to uh chandeliers that drop after you step on them. By the way, takes you to a treasure chest. You open it up, and sure enough, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I looked at him. And I was like, yeah, I looked at Chester. I was like, Chester. You're dead to me. And I jumped to my head. <laughs> You're dead to me. Um, yeah, I, that's that's kind of why I was like a little bit hesitant. Like, I, that's why I was like a little bit kind of annoyed with Risk of Rain and Rogue Legacy is because these sort of games tend to punish you. The same thing with like Bloodborne and stuff. They tend to punish you for playing them. And I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for a game that like challenges me but rewards me. Like it's like it's happy that I'm playing it and not just kind of annoyed. And you feel accomplished for defeating it. Of course, yeah. Well, not defeating it, just like, just like, be, like I guess beating the challenge. I feel like it, defeating it kind of sounds like you're punching the game disc. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's I one think, way to beat a game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really liked it. I played it a bit. I, I think it's, I think it's a fantastic game, and I think that you know, it's, it. I'm not. I mean, despite how much I talk about Link to the Past being my favorite game, uh, it's not exactly the uh, penultimate. So it's not like you you need to be a, a retro person to be able to appreciate this game or you know have been born in that era. But anyway, uh, speaking of favorite Zelda games, Nick, what is your favorite game in the Zelda series, and what is your least favorite game? Oh man, I can start with my least favorite. Yeah, of course. Um, my least favorite is Skyward Sword for sure. <gasps> Good. Good. <laughs> you belong here. Yeah. I, Welcome, I, child. Becky. Okay, what's your what's your bullet point list of like why you don't like it? 
Okay, well, so level design sad. sucks. Um, level design is terrible. Like, I, I, I cannot... <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! I was telling Jeff this the first time I played it. <laughs> that the first dungeon is just a nightmare. It's just, like, wrong. Everything about it is wrong. I didn't like the first dungeon. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe I needed to play it more, but I felt like it was just it was relying on gimmicks too much. And, it, like, okay, so my favorite <laughs> is a tie between Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. Um, Ooh, you are officially one of my favorite people ever. And uh, also, I'm sorry. I, I guess that's sorry, Jeff. Is, uh, Link Between Worlds, but um, like for each of those games, you in walk more. into a room and you immediately see everything you need to do. Right. Uh, there's no question, and it's so dense. Like what's what's so cool about Link's Awakening is that there's so much game packed into those every single little tiny yeah. frame of of the of the game. It's so good. I love it. I feel it. like um, Link's Awakening is challenging in the way the oracle games was like it's yeah. more of a challenge than link to the past but in a way it's like it kind of like invites more experienced players to grasp at its reins and what's cool about it and what where a lot of the challenge comes from is, is choosing which items to use yeah and the fact that you don't like you, you can choose not to have your sword out is like so interesting and so cool and i the, i it's not my favorite only because i feel like they could have done more with that mm-hmm. um like every, every the Everything is like the item plus the rocks feather, and that's the solution to everything. But um, I kind of feel like they could have been like more interesting stuff. Like, like combine the rocks feather and the bomb, and like you can throw a, a floating bomb or something. I don't know. Like, right? A, a item centric. It it changed the way it changed the way you thought of a Zelda game, but without changing the actual like design of puzzles. And I think that the thing about Zelda, the two D ones that I really like, is that the puzzles work with the type of environment you're in. Uh yeah, but anyway, I, I I liked Ocarina of Time a whole lot when I was a kid. Yeah, um, and that's because I was like in a in a completely three D environment, and you know I I oh I have, like this puzzle is I had to look up like that's so crazy and new, and I've never looked up before in a game. But now it's yeah. just like stop making me play I Spy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Skyward Sword is cool. Um, the characters are really cool, and I love like I was really emotionally into. Um, this this version of Zelda, she seemed like cool and like yeah, she's tied to the music Zelda. and it was all she was like her own person and that was really cool. Um, but that's not enough to carry a game and I think that yeah. the Skyward Sword fails on um a lot of levels. Right, right. Uh, Can I ask more... a question because I'm sad? I, okay, <laughs> sure. I just wanted to ask uh, Nick, um, uh, because um, could you? Reiterate your position because I know you've talked to Adam and me about uh, what your specific role in the yacht club. Yeah, I uh, wanted to ask you earlier because um, this this ties directly into my question. I just want to make sure I phrase it right. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I do pixel art um, and all kinds of other stuff, but mostly pixel art. Artists, okay. we never talked to artists on this podcast. Yeah, literally never, all ever. of our guests for the past couple weeks. Um, but I was going <laughs> to say um, one thing that I really—I don't even know if this turns into a question—but one thing I really like is uh, Shovel Knight's very—he's very small. He's a very small character, but he's a very strong character. And the fact that, like, Shield Knight is taller to, than he is... Trying to say something, Jeff? I actually... Sorry? Trying to say something? No. Just, <laughs> I, I just say, I like the character design. I like Darn how right. it appears. And I like... I don't know. I just... I like... There There seems to be a lot that we said just with the fact of how those two look when they're next to each other. And I don't know. It... For me, the campfire scenes with start the starlight winds, uh, or to the starlight winds, uh, theme playing in the background when it's like catcher and, and you have to try to fend off all the enemies and try to get to her. 
and then it all sums up with you know how how the final boss works uh where she makes an appearance um i don't know it just all worked so well right it all worked so well that wasn't a question but <laughs> well, I'm glad you like that. Yeah, uh, I guess um, to speak to I, Shield Knight, like we tried yeah. to make sure that she wasn't just a MacGuffin. Like she's not just a princess yeah, in the castle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She has her own personality, and there's like an implied storyline. She is there. one of my favorite females in a in a game as of late you know, because of yeah, just like I if they put a... if they put Shovel Knight in Smash Four or they put him in any sort of fighting game capacity, I really hope Shield Knight shows up to kind of help her buddy along to you partner know, it, up. Because I think it'd be really cool if like. His his block was shield was shield knight coming or like <laughs> one of his run like dash attacks was like with shield knight or something like that or like we said earlier with yeah. the the ultimate smash. Uh, but I you know, know it's yeah. But even to the same extent, uh, I I also really like the connection, and I'll I'll finish right after this. I really like the connection that's implied between uh, those two and the rest of the order with no quarter. I feel mm-hmm. like there's even even when they're just like boss fights and you have very short dialogues with them, I feel like there's you can just tell there's a respect. Like a like a, like a typical Knights of the Round Table kind of thing. Like they may not agree with each other, but they they work together really well. Right. Uh, speaking <laughs> of the Order of No Quarter, uh, if you had to fight one of the knights, who do you think you could survive the longest against? This is for everyone. Who can I survive the longest? Like in a battle royale? If you had to fight one in a one-on-one fight, oh, if you had to fight easy them... Kratos and the Battle Toads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, those aren't, they aren't technically knights from the Order of No Quarter. I think... Shut up! <laughs> I'm gonna go with <laughs> Propeller Knight. Because, because, first of all, my bi- my first, like, instinct would be to throw rocks at his propeller to try and break it. <laughs> <laughs> also, he uses a rapier, and I know that fence, so I might stand a chance. <laughs> Though he might Kratos. be a little bit better than I am. Because I'm better than Kratos. Uh, <laughs> also because I don't want to fight guys that. like, what? I was going to say I stand the least chance against Propeller Knight because when I first went to fight him, like, again, I went checkpointless, so I was at the very... When I, when I got to the bosses of the levels, I was really excited. And I got to him, and then I didn't realize he'd do that thing where, like, the wind blows and you get knocked off, and I got knocked off. And no. I was like, I have to start all over again. Oh, I got no. really used to the levels, though. Like, I could paint those by the end of the time I was by the end of my playthrough. <laughs> but yeah, not Propeller Knight. I, I don't think I'd do too well against him. Oh. Uh, who do you think you could fight then? Uh, probably King Knight because he's really full of himself. <laughs> and like I feel Jake. like you just... Yeah, just like just like Jake, obviously. <laughs> yes. Uh, but what, what about you guys? I think... I think I actually would agree with King Knight. He seems like he's spending most of that that battle showing off and strutting, and not actually like fighting. <laughs> like True. he's just like there to have a good time, and I think that I could take advantage of that. He's not actually a king, so yeah, he's just nice. <laughs> I, I think I think I could probably insult him down. Oh, <laughs> call into question his kingliness, and then but you're not even a mean person. Not a king he is. You're such a sweetheart. <laughs> Actually, that might make it worse because you'd be like, be "Like, man, I wasn't expecting that from you." <laughs> yeah, those sort of things. Oh man, Just, like, walks. Jake, is your answer still staying as Kratos? It's staying as Kratos. Uh, all right, <laughs> okay. Kratos okay. is. I, I have a quick question about that. Um, yeah. When you when you guys ported the games to the Sony and the Microsoft consoles, like, did they approach you and ask you to make the content, or did you offer to make the the additional like content? Like, what's the story there? Did uh, Santa Monica? I, I thought Santa Monica had a hand in 
creating uh, the Kratos model, didn't they, or no? Did, we, or did we you make back it? and forth with them? Um, we uh, we handled most of that stuff in, in house, and mm-hmm. we asked them. We we wanted to bring the the game to the platform and, and have it, you know, come in style. So we brought the idea. Maybe we could have Kratos in there, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like a cool idea." And so we put the, some sketches together, and Nikki- I made a pixel model, and that was all. That was all a cool process, and they were really excited about it. Nice. Nick, okay. it's funny because like every time we t- we we talk, I feel like you always have these great ideas, and that's I mean the fact that now I mean now I know that's it was you guys that brought up forward the idea of having these characters proves that even more. I mean the first time we spoke, you jokingly thought it made up the idea of having a shovel cart game like a Mario Kart with Shovel Knight, and <laughs> it's still one of that. my favorite game ideas. I still talk to Jeff about how like I really wish Shovel Cart was a thing, and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually. Um... There's actually some concept art that's like in its very early stages that was just like sketched out kind of on a napkin, kind of in digital, like digitally, like on the digital equivalent of a napkin. And it looks really like crazy cool. And I just looked at it the other day and I felt the same way. Can I, can I draw you some just art, throw it at you over like email <laughs> and stuff? Just be like, yeah, you can do- maybe one day. I, I feel, I feel like it would be kind of like the Battletoads because I, um, I don't have, uh, the, I don't have the Xbox One, uh, nor do I have the Vita or the, uh, PS4 slash, well, I do have a PS3, don't have a PS4, um, but I've seen uh, the battles with the Battletoads and with Kratos, yeah, and I feel uh, like it would play like the Battletoads level, which how, is really, how is, that um, really hard. I, I have a question really quick about that, because uh, I, I don't have a Microsoft console myself. The Battletoads, uh, how do they fit into the game? How did that come to be that that, that was the specific character you guys pulled from Microsoft IP? Like <laughs> The same that... way we went to Sony, we went to Microsoft as well and said, hey... Like, you guys own Rare, and Rare has this crazy characters called the Battletoads. Like, can we use those? And, and like, yeah, let's put you in touch with Rare. And so we talked to Rare guys, and they were super excited, too. Um, it's a very similar story. Like, we put our designs forth and, like, reimagining what these characters look like now was, like, kind of difficult because they kind of have weird representations in the past and that vary in, in quality and consistency. But mm-hmm. um, we, we, yeah, like, we love the idea of having those guys in there. Right. Um, uh, so were they a boss fight or? Yeah, they were boss fights. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah they they were uh, an intense boss the first fight. Two levels are in there. So the Wookiee hole and mm-hmm. or the, I guess the second level two and three. The Wookiee hole and the um. Oh, the oh, turbo god, tunnel. that level. Ooh, I love that yeah. level. Yeah. So if you play the game, uh, if you play uh, Shovel Knight fight against the Battle Toads, you'll sort of see everything that reminds you of what the battle toads are <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because nobody remembers after level three. <laughs> no. So, Oh, one other quick question. Yeah. I never got there. I, I <laughs> one, just, same place as everyone else. I just gave up cause it was just too hard. Um, so you, but you I wanted to ask, uh, no, really, really, really quick. I, I, I gotta get this question out. Mm-hmm. So you, you have the, the exclusive content for Sony and Microsoft. Have you contacted Nintendo about maybe doing something similar? That was my question, Jake. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it was about. I think that was everybody's question. And it's something that we've we've uh, sent emails about, and um, keep can... their, they keep their IPs close to their chest. You know, they don't they don't who, like to. If you yeah, can we have a hint as to who you? If you want? couldn't get them, if you couldn't get uh, Shovel Knight into Smash Four. Who would you like to see him go up against? Like, Who would I see him go up against? Yeah. Oh man, that's such a good. I, I guess I personally would like to see him go up against Ganon, just because I think that'd Ganon's be cool. Like, <gasps> that's like what I was thinking. And... I think it'd be great to see him go up against Simon Belmont or like Alucard Ooh. or something like that. No, that would be great. But I was just thinking about like. Um... Oh, Shinoa! Sorry. <laughs> Nobody ever knows who Shinoa is. I love you. I love Shinoa, for those of us who don't know. 
Oh, she's from Order of Ecclesia, one of the hardest and most amazing Castlevania games for the oh, okay. Nintendo DS. Uh, yeah, I love that game. Oh, yeah. I wasn't oh, crazy about the ending, but the rest of the game, flawless. We're just like... I'd, l- uh, I'd love to there. see Shovel Knight fend off Ganon. Like in like the Twilight Princess, at the end of Twilight Princess is like that long boss fight where you fight Beast Ganon, and you fight Ganon with a sword, and you fight him on horseback. Oh, yeah. Like that would be an amazing fight. Yeah, I'd love that. And if... If nothing else, it would have to have that uh, the the quote unquote tennis match from Arcade Design. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. As long as it <laughs> you has, you kind of do that with Black already. But yeah, I was about to say, like I just I just remembered that Black uh, the Black Knight had that effect too. The two that I think, besides like two more out there ones, the first one being, I would love to see him in Bloodborne, like in that fully <laughs> Bloodborne style, just like just like turns around, kind of looks at you, and is like. Hello. <laughs> or Norm MacDonald. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Nothing, nothing but Nights.com. Nothing but Nights.com. There's a guy, um, uh, Daniel Warren, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He does all these crazy paintings of just knights, right? And he mm-hmm. did a set of, of Shovel Knight and King Knight, and I think he did Polar Knight as well. And they look amazing, and they are in that like Dark Souls-y from oh, that's style. Awesome. And it's, it's awesome. You should definitely Very check cool. that out. Uh, I have to see that. One other like, game right that now. I would love to see Shovel Knight in would be Fire Emblem, just because I think he'd be oh. a great unit. That, that <laughs> would be a pretty interesting. solid unit. <laughs> so, would that count uh, as like an axe weapon? No, he just uses the the, the no, shovel you... again. So really he's, quick, he's because specifically... we didn't fully address this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like having crossover Nintendo content, and I'm sure you probably want to stay a little tight-lipped about it because you don't know if it's going to happen or not, who would you ideally like kind of have in mind if that were... I don't know. Like, who would you have, like, Kratos or Battletoads to be, like, if you were to do that for a Nintendo version? I don't know. I, I think the most iconic character for Nintendo is Mario. And that would be, like, the yeah. grail of that, you know? Um, I'd love to see him do the I love, I love Luigi, and I love Wario, and I mm-hmm. love Waluigi. Like, all the four of those guys are really cool. Um, you just fight all four of them? Ganon and Link. Like... <laughs> Dude, Waluigi doesn't get enough love, man. You gotta go Waluigi. I would love screw to Mario. See, I would love to see like a four-player uh, like boss fight where it's Shovel Knight and he finds like the four shovel and it's like four swords and he splits into four <laughs> different Shovel Knights and he oh fights against the four gosh. sword Link. Oh my god, Nick, write That's that down right now. We've ever Nick. had the four Nick. shovel. <laughs> the four Nick. shovel. Nick. I'm ready. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Please. Oh, uh, I'd play that all the time. Uh, but let's since we're we, since you're clearly like we're going past like we're we're pushing the point of where you have to leave. Um, uh, what can you tell us about Plague of Shadows? And is there any more updates, things that you could, haven't said yet that you could tell us uh, for some of our well, I was working on it today. Um, Ooh, that's, that's sort of <gasps> that's why I missed super earlier exciting. time. Uh, it's it's coming along really cool. There's some mm-hmm. really interesting stuff that we're doing. Um, we're kind of like rehashing ideas, and um, it's coming soon, and it's going to be crazy. You're going to be able to play as Plague Knight throughout the Shovel Knight levels, but we're adding a bunch of stuff to make his his gameplay and his level experience unique. Um, he is chaotic. He he runs through the levels. He doesn't have a down thrust, and so like he has to deal with the rest of the levels on his own terms. You know, he throws bombs oh. and he holds yeah, a bomb he's... in, and then he explodes and flies through the air. Um, he's Very a faster cool. character, mm-hmm. but he's uh, more chaotic, and so he's just like he's sort of like what he is in the battle. You know, Very and so. Cool. Uh, you had brought up, uh, I remember in the press, uh, not even, maybe in the press release, uh, maybe in the, uh, one of the interviews about, uh, uh, Play of Shadows, um, 
the idea that he's really good for speedrunners, like people who just want to like get through the game. He's going to be hard to master, but like you can get through much more quickly. Yeah, I think that'll be it'll, it'll be that that'll be true. Um, he'll he's definitely easy to get into, and he just throws his bombs, and you're dumping around. But if you can customize your character to be where you want it to be, you can really find yourself speeding through levels really quickly. Um, right. I think that there'll be some definite strats involved there, and I expect to see, uh, you know, I expect to see sub half hour speed runs once <laughs> once he's out. That'd be awesome. Uh, do we have time for like two more questions? Uh, maybe one more. Okay. Uh... I want to ask, okay, I'll ask you about this at least. Uh, uh, you can kind of answer the last one as a yes or no sort of thing really quick. Uh, but making a Kickstarter is often difficult, not only in terms of funding, but making enticing rewards for backers, trying to live up to promises, meeting deadlines. Uh, what are the, some of the challenges you personally faced and as a team you faced during this campaign and once you got things together? Well, I guess the campaign itself required all of our time the whole time, all five of us in a room, you know, more than 10 hours a day, every day for a whole month. And that was surprising. Um, but the hardest thing I think has been just having a business and being a legit, having an office and having lawyers and having yeah. like, accountants and everybody involved. And it's this extra layer of complexity that I wasn't ready for. Um, because I you didn't. Any of us were. Mm-hmm. And so, because we want to make games, we don't want to like. <laughs> You're not busy with the the, the paperwork. You, you want to just work. But you end up being really busy with all that stuff. So right. We've had to like kind of figure that out. We we started relegating all of our business tasks to Wednesday, and then. Uh, that wasn't really working out, so we like we hired somebody to be our sort of like business person that that takes over all the stuff that's not making the game, mm-hmm. um, and we also like crunched our planning schedule and also business day all in one day. So right. we have basically four and a half days totally dedicated to making the game a week, and that's helped out a lot. Wow, um, yeah. So it's that's been definitely a huge learning curve, and anybody who's starting a game company with more than just yourself, it's uh. It's pretty difficult, but it's. I think it's totally worth it. It's very admirable what you did. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of... And my last question, I guess. Uh, I've heard a lot of talk about this recently, especially after Titans like Shovel Knight were released, along with some of the campaigns that just fizzled out after getting a lot of money. Do you feel like Kickstarter is a bubble that's going to burst at some point? And I know this is kind of like a sad question, but it's, it's something that we should probably talk about. I think it's one you should address, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that Kickstarter is very different than what it used to be. Um, and I think it's... But maybe it's okay. I, like, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot more users there. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people like trying out things for the first time, and a lot more people are making projects on there. Yeah, and there's also, but there's also bigger projects that are taking themselves seriously. Right. Um, you know, the biggest one that recently is the Bloodstained with uh, Ego, yeah. and like oh, that and looks so really cool, that. and I'm excited to play it. Um, she looks but, like Shinoa. like that's a that's like they're they're funding a portion of the budget for their game. Yeah, and the rest is um, being privatized. And the rest is yeah, as a, a publisher, however that works. Um, and so. I, I feel like Kickstarter is sort of like has sort of just been worked into the hype machine that that was that shows used to just be uh, magazines and then it was like mm-hmm. internet websites and now it's like Kickstarter sort of is like part of that wheel now. It's giving it's giving the developers actual money saying yes we do want this game we we we're proving to you we definitely want this game no, like, and so it, it helps people like... get the funding they need. In Igarashi's uh, Kickstarter video, he said, like, you know, the publishers of the world told me that people don't want these games anymore, but I know they're wrong. And, like, that that's something I, I really admire about, like, being able to do cool. that. It's, it's sort of like what, what pre-sales usually do on retail space. Right. Kickstarter sort of taking that spot. And yeah. it's good because, like, in some cases you have uh, Kickstarters being proven by um, the backers. And then in other cases it's not so good because then that's a requirement for all Kickstarters or for all... Um, 
you know, risky pitches now. It's like, hey, like get uh, some Kickstarter involvement. So it's it's a little bit weird, um, and I think it's it's still finding its its own groove. We've seen a lot of cycles of like it working and then it not working, mm-hmm. and so um, I think it's it's kind of in a weird spot. But I don't know if the bubble is burst as much as it's just going to change its shape. All right, that's so a good way to look it. at it. Uh, well, I know that you have to go, so thank you for joining us. Appreciate you guys letting me on. This has been yeah. really, it's been really fun, dude. It's uh, a lot of fun to talk to. Hopefully, we can do this again where I'm not so crunched for time. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll try to <laughs> set up a, a, a time where we can meet up in the and when I'm in uh, L.A. in the next couple of weeks, and okay. we can sit down and chat. Uh, we'll do any final wo- uh, Nick? Any final words you want to say to uh, people who might be listening? Um, yeah, I guess what we're working on right now is the play of shadows, and also we're working on battle mode, and also we're working on a bunch of other stuff that like I can't explicitly talk about but um there's a lot of shovel knight one happening and if you have shovel knight all this updates that we're working on is going to be a free update um, you'll just have it in, oh. in your on on your title screens like hey download the update and you'll get a bunch of stuff so that's happening um we're also talking about like what we're doing in the future and it's at this point we're s- still focused on shovel knight one but um you can get excited for that for a while now um and yeah as far as like just like you know staying in touch with the company if you guys want to just check out our, we have a Facebook and our Twitter is at Yacht Club Games. We'll link it all down below, Nickel. Make sure to send those to me so that we can. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, on. and if and every now and then I'll do a pixel stream where I I stream the my in progress pixel work and I haven't done that lately because it's been all spoilerific. But yeah, um, yeah once yeah. we get back to real development or development of like really blockable content, like I'll I'll stream again. All right, looking forward to it, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, yeah. Nick. It was a pleasure, man. You take it easy. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Later. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. The le- the rest of this episode is going to be done without Nick. So uh, thank you for sticking around for the interview portion. We have a lot of time. We have some time left. We could make this a little bit longer if you guys are up for that. But, uh, do we have? Uh, I think we have some more fan topics. Yeah, we have some yeah, more fan topics. Let's get through that. Have... Then I need to get amiibo. And then we have a little bit of news. <laughs> if you guys want to ch- chat about that for a brief. Yeah, bit. we do. We do, uh, Jake and I do have to get take care of her amiibo. It's, yeah. We love we love everybody who's listening dearly. Anyway, but uh, you're not my you're not, you're not my Lucina and me though. Shut you're up. Not Lucina and Robin. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this next so topic comes to, to us from Owen, dear Zelda former podcast. In honor of the new Point Break remake, what extreme por- sport do you think Link would be best at? Would love to hear your thoughts, Owen. Which remake? Point Break. It was a movie starring Keanu Reeves, where he is an FBI agent that infiltrates a uh, drug gang of some kind uh, that competes in extreme sports. So, so Jake, you want to take this one first? Um, or shall extreme I? kart racing, maybe. I don't know. I just have this weird gut feeling about that. Uh, rock climbing would definitely be one <laughs> stuff like the hook shot and even the spinner. Like I, I'm trying to think how the spinner because you, you know how it works, right? Where it, like goes it lashes itself into walls and he bounces from like wall it's on to wall. A, it's on a rail, so yeah. Like yeah. how how would that like translate into extreme sport or like is there? I think that is in itself like an extreme sport. Um, <laughs> I think Spinnerism. skydiving. Oh, skydiving! Totally. Yeah, skydiving while also fighting. Skydiving archery. Yes, skydiving archery. That would you would be have zero accuracy. <laughs> yeah, accidentally he's he's moving at such like a, a fast speed that he possibly hits the the arrow hits him like he's pointing straight down. He hits the back of the arrow and he goes like it hits him in the neck. It's like oh. <laughs> I think the most obvious thing for uh, for like Link's uh, extreme sports. Well, that'd be amazing like, for an. I'm sorry. That'd be amazing for an opening yeah, scene right. of the game. He's doing that and he's about to speak and then he gets hit in the neck with the arrow. Yeah. So he doesn't. <laughs> no, speak. but. I, 
I could see him as doing uh, basically just anything that's uh, archery plus something else. So archery on horseback or archery, um, I don't know, in and on rails. Archery on the spinner item. Finally, Archery and dancing? That. Archery and dancing. Cause so you Link, think you can dance archer? Link does a lot of dancing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's a really interesting idea. Um, kind of going off that, now that Link's in Mario Kart, I, I'd like to see him in one of the Mario like sports games. Uh, <laughs> if they made another Mario Strikers, I think Link would be a lot of fun in that. Yeah. And I'd like to see him uh, hit the soccer ball with the Master Sword and not <laughs> pop it. That's, that's cheating. cheating. Yeah. That's cheating. He's, he's just he's playing not golf. Using his hands. <laughs> plays golf with you the know, Master Sword. Speaking of Mario Strikers, there's something about uh, Smash Brothers. Um, okay, so you know the soccer ball item, right? Yeah. Jake, did you ever answer the question? The question, uh, as in, like, what the extreme sport would be? Mm-hmm. Uh, rock climbing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said rock climbing. He wasn't joking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the soccer ball item is pulled straight from Mario Strikers, but the soccer ball doesn't look like that in the game, and it's always bothered me. Like, that's just a regular soccer ball they use. That, that's strange. Yeah. So that's a segue point. What's next? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love your response. Thanks for that great that's... story, Jake. Speaking that's, of good stories, strange. Uh, we have another topic that uh, reads, Your podcast is great, and I was wondering what game you think is best at telling the story. It doesn't have to be the best game. My favorite is Wind Waker at telling a story, and my favorite, and it is also my favorite game of all time, Michael. Thank I, you, Michael. I do like what they... I do kind of agree with them with Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. I do feel that they get a lot going right away. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it starts with this idea of you're you're on this island. You're you know you have this peaceful life on life on island. You actually have a family, which is actually fairly uncommon in, Get in a Grammy? Zelda games. We don't. We have Gram. Grammy is fantastic, and Grandma Soup is the best item in the world. Uh, unlock that if you haven't already in your Wind Waker playthroughs. Um, you unlock Grandma Soup. Uh, yeah, you do. It, it's just a very small side well, quest. It's, it's, a lot it's simple. Of, it's very simple, but it's, once stuff? you get it, Ugh. it's great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you just have to give her a fairy. Yeah, but it's because, super nice. like she's yeah, she's sad. She's um, a sad goose. But, <laughs> but because she is a goose, does it really well. Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I think Skyward Sword does it okay. Um, but kind of speaking, like in terms of story, it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It has a strong narrative. Um, I kind of I agree with what Nick was saying. As as much as it shocks, doesn't shock me. As much as it makes me sad to hear people uh, bash Skyward Sword, I do agree that the pacing does not make for a good story. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What about Jake? Everyone's sick and tired of hearing me toot this horn, but <laughs> Majora's Mask. Uh. <laughs> no, it's all really... about symbolism and stuff. Uh. Uh, well, okay, that's actually what I was spot on say. Jake impression right there, Adam. I I, I feel the love no, spreading it's... from you to us. Yeah, that's the that's moon actually... represents how much I like the game. Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm well, Jake. Yeah, uh. In so many words, Adam basically said it. It's a simple story uh, with a lot of symbolism, simple, and a lot of thematic like themes that run through it, and. I think that works really well. You know, it doesn't have much of a rise like and fall to it. Like lunar catastrophes. It's just, you're there, there's some poop going down, fix it, here's some deep stuff underneath the surface, figure it out if you want, otherwise we don't care. I love that. I recently watched an episode of Game Grumps, and they're playing Link to the Past, and they said so many wrong things about The Legend of Zelda. Seriously, oh, were they playing, in a was row? this with John or with Danny? This is Danny. Oh, they replayed this, it, okay. is Yeah, they said so many wrong, like, in, like, Incorrect things about Legend of Zelda in a row that I was kind of appalled. 
first of all, first of all, they don't know why Link's hair is pink in Link to the Past. Uh. Second, they said that the moon's gonna fall in Majora's Mask and it's gonna destroy the world. Uh. Wrong on so many levels. First of all, I don't even think that's the actual moon. I think it's just Majora's moon. Totally different thing. Um, second, it's destroying Termina, not the whole world. Yeah, it's destroying Termina. As far as it being the moon, yeah. though, it might be the real because like I never saw like an actual like moon moon in this guy. I don't think I don't think it was the actual moon. I think it's just Termina's moon. Like, yeah, it's well, just, it's, like, it's, it's Termina's like, it looks... moon. It's not Hyrule's moon, so to speak, because it's a different yeah. dimension or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that and also it's like if that was the actual moon, I'm pretty sure it, it would... would flood. It would goddamn not flood. Only, <laughs> not only not We'd only have to flood, call Noah. Would be. It would be a Moses lot bigger. And part and float with arcs. It would, like, the town would be nothing compared to the size of the moon. It's, I doubt that it's the actual moon. I think that it's, like, just supposed to be something that uh, Majora conjured up. Yeah, plugging, uh, actually plugging one of our, our, our future guests, uh, Game Theory actually made a really interesting video about Majora's moon. And I'm actually quite a fan of that video. Where he talks about how, like, the moon actually... If if that moon were falling down on us right now, oh yeah, I love that. We one. actually wouldn't even really be hurt by it at the speed it's falling, at the at the mass of it. it like, I don't think it would even destroy Terminal. No, no, dude, it wouldn't do anything. It would destroy like it would. That. It would mildly damage the clock tower, and then they'd be like, "Oh man, we gotta fix that." Kind of, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Links, links. Minor uh, inconveniences <laughs> to the hero. Oh man, our carnival isn't gonna be one hundred percent perfect. I would love to see uh, the like someone mod the end of that game to be more accurate. So like Majora's moon falls and like Link looks around and is like, huh, everything's back to normal. Uh, I, I <laughs> guess ends, the moon is just like... there now. Because he j- the moon would stop as soon as it hits the surface and it'd just be like, I'm just going to look at you from now on because like... Like, <laughs> I... Majora just scratches his head like, so you know, take swan. that, the moon did fall. <laughs> yeah. it's like somehow i expected more. <laughs> I, I kind of, I was kind of hoping for, I'm not really hoping, but like, I guess I'm, I'm just kind of disappointed in you, Majora. He's like, <laughs> Majora's kind of like sulks off. It's like, here's your horseback. <laughs> just like, did you say Majora when you meant Skull Kid? Whatever. <laughs> it's the mask. It's not a whatever thing. <laughs> Don't worry. Someone, thing. someone will make sure to correct you in the comments. <laughs> I give. I have, I have Jake here. Bash Adam. Oh, okay, man. not full permission. Well, I mean, like, it's Majora in control. It's basically Majora. I mean, yeah, it's because Skull Kid, Skull Kid is the puppet, puppet, and the mask is supposed to contain us. Yes, that, you, if I'm you want to say Majora, you. I'm not wrong. Get away I'm just using kind of the wrong. Like, I'm kind of using like weird terms. No, you're not wrong. You technically, in that context, you're not wrong. Yeah, technically, sort of, <laughs> kind of, maybe, maybe. Do you guys want to talk about some news? I would love to talk about some news. Yeah, I'd love to. I love to talk about. News okay, so did you see? Can I bash Konami at any point? Yes, you okay. may. Uh, but let's talk about one thing of Zelda news, or one or two things, really quick. Uh, if you haven't already seen, there's like 33 more dates for the uh, Symphony of the Goddesses tour. Go check it out on their site, uh, or check the link down below. Uh, there's Fantastic. one more coming to Orlando. I know for us, Jake. So we might want to check that. Yes, out. Yes, I need to buy my tickets. Um, I still haven't done that yet. And the best Zelda game in our in our site's tournament was really interesting. Wait, because hold on. You between... said another one is coming to Orlando? Like another, another one? Yep, there's another oh one. Oh my god, dude. Oh. <gasps> oh my god, when? Do you have like a general idea? I don't I don't know exactly. I think I think it's another one. I could be I wrong. I bet it's in the links below. It's probably in the links below. Thanks, Post Adam. I, wi- I wish that I could make links. those actual fi- like links faces. <laughs> like clicking on links faces would just make it 
You should talk to Dennis going, oh, about because that. Because I've I had such to... a problem with the with the tour date that they have for Orlando. Like it really conflicts. I really with hope there's another stuff. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's in the Phillips Center. Oh, okay, that's not that big a deal. But anyway, our the tournament on our site ended for best game with uh, a match between Twilight Princess and A Link to the Past. And though Twilight Princess won, it was by like less than a than a percent. Uh, but it like, was by uh, under. Eight, it was by eight eight votes out of eight 3, votes. 000. Yeah, so... But when pretty, you look at it, if the four votes had gone to the... It's really just four votes, because they would have gone to the other one. What? What do you mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no. those four... Those eight votes made the... It was the difference of eight votes. But oh, if they had gone to the other one, then... Okay, so it's... Four. Okay, I get you. I yeah, get you. So, so the other one got four more votes than the other one. One got four more votes than the other one. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of funny, because, like... Well, yeah, I guess it won, but it's kind of a tie. Well, almost all we had a ton of really close votes in this tourney, and right. I mean, uh, Majora's Mask got knocked out super early, which I think <laughs> is just people being like, "Okay, we've got our remake. I think we're happy now." And now everybody, yeah, like, not everyone's oh, used that tissue. <laughs> everyone's blown <laughs> the their box nose. Is empty, and other things. I think people were just kind of like, "Is it one?" I still wish they didn't make the remake, but do go on, Adam. Do you think that, uh, well, this is kind of a general question. Do you think that, like, I guess it's kind of going off point from this, but, uh, do you think that the kind of nostalgia glasses kind of fell off when the remake came out? Like, people started to realize whether they really did like the game or didn't like it? Um, I think Jake's going to say that's not the same and that you don't understand his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to sing it to me? Um, like, while, like, waves crash on the shore? I, I have been, in my, in my own spare time, I may as well tell you guys. I For the day that I eventually move on to video content, I am preparing a full... Oh god, yes, I'm gonna do a seventeen hour video. About, and I'm one of like it's gonna be in parts and one of them is actually gonna be comparing the remake to the new to the original and um But the first part will be is the Majora's Moon made of cheese. <laughs> That's something I, the I answer plan to address someday. may surprise but you. But I will say the the new remake there are some things I like, some things I don't like, as far as the gameplay goes, like the the, the feel. Uh it definitely controls better than the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that, that itself is something that you won't feel quite as hard, you know, in 2015, like the, you, you move a lot smoother, locking on, it's a lot nicer. If you have the new 3DS, you can move your camera. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I do think that it was something that a lot of people didn't realize that they, (sighs) I kind of want to call it the bandwagon effect, similar to how a lot of people dislike Skyward Sword without even really having given it a full chance a lot of people like majora's mask because it's the it thing to do it's like how a second ago we were saying how majora's mask lost so early because it came back everyone got all super excited that nobody cared again so mm-hmm. i do feel like part of it was like nostalgia another part of it was just following trends uh if that makes right. sense no i get you it's like what we're talking about splatoon it's like people liking it or disliking it because everyone else does yeah exactly exactly uh, i, I, I I do want it while we're still on the subject of like Twilight Princess winning that poll. By the way, yeah. First comment. What? Uh, excuse <laughs> me, guys. I really love Majora's Mask, so I would really appreciate it if you didn't insult my favorite game of all time. I'm not bandwagging here, and I know that you're making fun of me, but it's not cool, guys. Okay, Majora's Mask is a great game, and you guys are stupid, and you should just go back to your like stupid hole and face thing. You know, and you know what's funny? Just James. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Captain me Maj- though. Captain Majora's best fan ever. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I was gonna say like the plot twist is that it's me. That actually is Jake's email. <laughs> Captain Majora's best fan ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, 
I just wanted to say while we're still on the subject of Twilight Princess, um, I want there's something that I don't think we've ex- addressed explicitly, or maybe we have, and I haven't listened to the podcast because I'm a bad person, even though I usually do. How dare you? Um, how could you how not listen I? to 38 um, episodes where they're all two hours apiece? Kind of. Yeah, except for the one thirty minute one. I, would, um, I anyway. had the same reaction when uh, Nick didn't respond to my several emails of my uh, vocal auditions for the voice of Shovel Knight. <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, I wanted to get you guys' take on how... Do you guys think that uh, Twilight Princess HD uh, really could be in the works? Uh, yes. I'm, yes. I'm in the, like, I'm in the firm yes. bandwagon of... There There was a... Yes. If I may, I'm gonna... I'm just gonna say one... The one big yes. thing that makes me a believer it, and then you guys... <laughs> no Smash Mouth. Um, Stop referencing no Smash, Smash Mouth. <laughs> I, did I reference Smash Mouth? You said uh, you're, you're, you're a believer. Oh, I'm sorry. I I, it was unintentional. I just, I I'm just, I'm just uh, <laughs> channeling <laughs> it. But anyway, um, sorry. With Twilight Princess HD, or the possibility of it, mm-hmm. uh, in Majora's Mask 3D, you can find a Wii and a GameCube. Now, my first reaction was, "Wait, maybe those were in the original." <laughs> and then I stopped. <laughs> and then I thought. <laughs> and then, and I then realized, you thought. Yes. Wait. You thought. That's important. <laughs> no. Then Jeff's brain came can't into function. Be... <laughs> yeah, then my brain turned on and I thought, that can't be possible. Um, so, what was the only game? You can also find a Wii remote, if I'm not mistaken. So, you what was the only game that was on the Wii and the N64? I mean, not... oh my gosh. Um, the GameCube. Twilight Princess. So I really think it is next in line. I really think that uh, Nintendo's gonna. I, I think that's gonna be a big E3 thing, and I think it's gonna come out uh, August eighth because that would make me really happy. Um, I will say, I they did say forever ago that they are working on a new Zelda 3D game, like a 3DS mm-hmm. Zelda game. They said that a little bit after like a Link Between Worlds. They didn't go into full detail. They they said, yeah, we're just making a new one. Like you know, no trailer, no nothing, no name. Um, uh. If they made Twilight Princess 3DS, I would love that. Well, I would love it for the new 3DS because, one, I've had this discussion with uh, some people over at Gamnesia. The new 3DS needs more exclusives. Like, obviously, you can play DS game, 3DS games and DS games, and that's great. But right now, the only new 3DS exclusive is Xenoblade Chronicles. And while it's great, it's also a huge game and it's really hard to port. And I feel like Twilight Princess, which was released very early in the Wii's life, could be ported relatively smoothly yeah I, mm-hmm. I i think it could fit on that i'd much rather i mean since i can't stop the the train of remakes that's that's something that my voice on the internet will never be able to do i may as well if you can't beat them join them uh i think it would suit better on the wii u especially after seeing the the tech demo for a zelda game forever ago where it borrowed from twilight princess a lot it would look gorgeous mm-hmm. it would look amazing because twilight princess looked great in 06 doesn't look as good today, but it still looks all right. It could really benefit from, uh, you know, having that that glorious magical touch. Yeah. Would you like the? Is it not lens flare? Uh, but what's the light? Uh, ah, bloom. 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 Dude, I hate it. Bloom. Dude, I don't. Uh, every Nintendo <laughs> game's doing it now, and I'm like, God, I feel blinded. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 had so much bloom lighting. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Reminds me of Sun- Mario Sunshine. Just a little bit. Mario Sunshine was way too bright. I, me- I remember my, my eyes hurting because everything was just so bright and reflecting light everywhere. It's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I- see. I- Speaking of things that are bright, uh, the banner for this week has a lot of light in it, and it was drawn by me. So if you like the banner from this week, 
especially my loving re- recreation of Shovel Knight um, with my own art style, uh, please uh, consider hiring me to do some commissions and stuff like that. I'd love to make your art, make your characters, make Shovel hey, Knight hey. eating hey, a sandwich through his hey. mouth hole thing. Perfect. S- slide it in sideways. Yeah. Hey, Jake. Yes. How would you rate that segue? Um, like on a scale of one to ten, or are you guys gonna uh, do this now? How would how would you rate that segue? Um, I mean, because we got from Mario, we got from Bloom to Mario Sunshine to Bloom to lighting to Shovel Knight to commissions. I want to know what you thought of that. Honestly, I, I, I'll give brightness. I'll give it at least a seven because I was blindsided by it. Like it really felt very smooth. Like Adam clearly knew <laughs> what he was doing there. Like he made a, a vocal tapestry, and he really he, he got me. <laughs> You did it. I'm going to give it a... I give you a, at least uh, a seven. Thank you. I'm sorry. I got to go for, I got to go for six, like, and that's a, that's a loose six. Wow. It's like, I'm sorry. Loose but, like, like you? Oh, oh. Jeff, I that's, didn't know. Do you come back to Orlando, please? That's, it's not very nice. Um, but I got to go for the six, maybe a five, just because, like, I knew, I felt it coming. I felt it in my bones. I was like, How did here it comes, it? here comes the segue. We're going somewhere else, and I, and Adam has the wheel. Adam takes the wheel. When Adam leaves to go on a trip, Adam also takes the wheel because no one else touches my wheel. Oh man! But leave I it dr- to me. We and don't I, touch I my wheel. This, I think this is in another episode. Jeff, or maybe the don't touch but, my wheel. I'm just gonna say I think this is in another episode. But when we took a car ride together, I drove. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna put that. Out. But I chose the destination. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you the navigator. Big whoop. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? We have a lot of things we could talk about from this week, or we could just end it right here. Um, uh, I'd like to I very just... quickly say something that I ended last week's oh, podcast with. The amiibo. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so Jeff and I, since we're both masochists and all that fun stuff, we are actually going to be waiting in line the second this podcast ends because. At time of speaking, it is one twelve in the morning, and mm-hmm. Target opens up at 10. I'm looking at a nine-hour wait, uh, and then immediately after that, no, Target opens at 8, and then I'm going to try to run over to uh, GameStop and try to snag a nest because there's two-hour window before they open. I doubt I'll get one. And then I'm going to try to go over to Best Buy, and hopefully they have Meta Knight because I heard rumors of restocks, and uh, I'm going to be yeah, exhausted. My reaction to all of this and Amazon recently, Amazon recently announced that, uh, on Friday, so that day before this podcast, uh, they had like these two hour, these like half hour, they had eight amiibos going up, including the Splatoon pack, and they were going up any time between these half hour windows. Like from um, two to seven or something. Yeah, yeah. Like no, no, no. It's like two to two thirty. Anytime during that, we will have the option to buy one. You can only get one. One click ordering is disabled, so you have to type in all your information and stuff. But you can um, only get one of each, so you could get you can get more than more. Right, you can get but every still, character. my um, reaction was, uh, no, definitely that reaction. I do, however, want to hear success stories. So if you're listening and you're an amiibo, and you're searching for amiibo, if you had any luck getting the ones that you want, let us know. Please nice let us know. I want to. It's nice see to hear that it works out a little bit sometimes. Because I, st- I'm, I'm mad, but I want to know that somebody's getting getting through someone's succeeding because that yeah. is how i survive through this this madness that is amiibo yeah, yeah. we still have a you while know, to wait until the ganondorf amiibo, I, don't, but, I don't know if i shared uh, this on the podcast but uh when toys r us was doing greninja pre-orders uh like mm. a month or so ago i got up in line around 4 a.m uh, lined outside toys r us for a pre-order by the way a pre-order 
And they only had 24 pre-orders at the store. And um, guess who number 25 in line was? Aww. Was it Jeff? It was me. It was me. I And you know what sucked is I was driving home and I felt bad that I was like, man, I should have showed up early. I showed up at 4 a.m. and I felt bad that I didn't show up earlier. And what kind of horrible system is that? Where It kind of makes you think, why? <laughs> yeah, like I went home that day. I was like, is it even worth it? Apparently it is because I'm doing the same thing tonight. But this time earlier. Proud of you. I hate myself. Kind of. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. Rightfully so. But anyway, uh, I guess that's the end of this week's episode. I'm disappointed in both of you with your. I'm disappointed in Konami. But that is a topic for another day. That is a topic for another day. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to Nick for joining us. And uh, yeah, this next song is going to be the. Remix by uh, DJ Cutman. Was yeah. it? The, we're gonna put the DJ Cutman one. Cool, perfect. Okay, I thought we were gonna f- that and yeah. the Splatoon theme and the Pogo XBLO. No, no, just... that that happened earlier. Uh, we already did that. We already yeah, did yeah, that. Yeah. We got enough. All right, okay. guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Episode thirty-eight. All right. Uh, next week we're gonna be joined by the creator of Project M. So look forward Ooh. to that. Later, guys. I will. I hate Amiibo. I hate my life. I hate myself. I hate both of you.
Oh, Adam, I'm so sorry.